This is the St. Marianne Cope Parish Podcast. Thanks for joining us. St. Marianne Cope Parish is the community of Catholic believers from Lakeland and Solvay, New York, located in Syracuse. Our podcast is here to help encourage and edify you in your faith. From the fall of man and woman, God put into their hearts that he would not abandon them, but rather that he would, at the proper time, reach into their history to fix the rupture that had taken place in humanity's story. And so the prophet Isaiah, being the major prophecy of the season of Advent, speaks of that messianic hope, the hope of the Messiah, that he will come and he will save Israel from its misery. And of course, as the chosen people, Israel was to declare to the world who God is and what God is, God's intention is for his people. And the Lord spoke through the prophet, through deep communion with the prophet, that this redemption, this fix, would take place not in the display of a political campaign by a monarch or a warrior, but rather that this fix would take place through an incarnation. That God would not rely on anyone, any human being, but rather that God would do it himself. For only God himself could fix what had occurred in human history through man and woman's disobedience. And so Isaiah foretells that this fix would take place through a young, humble woman who would conceive and bear a son, but that this would not be an ordinary son, but that this son would be Emmanuel. And that's why on this fourth Sunday of Advent, the church declares and pleads with God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. O come, God, be with us. Because where God is absent, we have the foretaste of hell. Where God is present, we have the foretaste of heaven. And so, Matthew's Gospel 
in this account of the birth of Christ that we heard today is not the fluffy, beautiful story of Luke's gospel that we will enjoy on Christmas, but it's the legal account. It is Matthew making that case that everything that was planted in the hearts of the people of Israel since the fall of man, everything that was foretold by the prophets would be fulfilled in the person of Christ Jesus. And so Matthew is always referring to the fulfillment of the prophecy. And he tells this story in light of that. He tells it in light of the fact that this virgin, this young woman, was betrothed to Joseph. She was in a legal binding relationship that the families had arranged and that they did not yet live together and that they were waiting for her to come of age and then they would live together. But in the meantime, we have, again, God reaching into their lives in a direct, miraculous way. And that is that the Holy Spirit, who hovered upon the waters before there was creation of anything, would come again and bring creation to its highest point of existence in the person of Jesus Christ, born in the womb of Mary. Matthew makes the virgin birth absolutely explicit, that pre-partum, in-partum, and post-partum, she is virgin, and that Joseph, who I think very often doesn't get enough credit in the story, is the obedient righteous one. And of course, Christian iconography has always depicted Joseph as holding the stalk of lilies because the prophecy said, the just man shall blossom like the lily, referring to Joseph. And the lily is the symbol of new life. That's why we use the lily as the Easter flower, the new life of redemption. And so Joseph is the righteous one. He is the just man. And although legally he had every right to divorce her, and his intention, of course, is to do it quietly, not meanly. And God intervenes again. 
And the fascinating part of this story is that the intervention takes place in Joseph's dream life. Very often in human history, we read about people who will speak of their dreams as communicating important things or defining important things. And we know from modern psychology that, that our dreams help us to work out the difficult situations of our lives, that very often we can't work them out in consciousness. And so it is in the unconscious mind that a dream works out the difficulty, the tension. And of course, it is through dreams that people keep their sanity. And people who don't dream usually are mentally ill, always in fact. So even if you don't remember your dreams, you're still dreaming uh, if, you're, if you're not crazy. Uh, so here we have Joseph who receives this, this direct intervention from God in the dream, but it, it's not just that easy because he still has to be faithful to the word of God in the sense that he doesn't really understand the mystery that's going on here. I mean, the circumstantial evidence is pretty negative. He has every right to think the worst. But even though he has every right to think that Mary has been unfaithful to him, he does what God asks him to do. He takes her into his home. And that is how his justice is manifested. His absolute obedience to the word of God. Absolute obedience. And herein is the crux of this account. That obedience to the word of God be it done to me according to thy word, Mary said. Joseph takes her into his home, makes explicit his obedience to fulfill what would take place. That she would conceive, she would really be pregnant, Matthew says to us, that she would bear a son, that he would be God with us. And there's another aspect of the story that Matthew needs to make sure you understand. This is God. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is the second person of the Blessed Trinity. Not just a good man, but he is God himself. And his name will be Jesus, or Yahshua, Joshua. And Joshua means God saves. And so Matthew declares that legally 
through Jesus Christ and through his intervention in the world, that humanity is saved. Yeshua, God saves. My brothers and sisters, in order to truly celebrate the depth of the Christmas mystery, it requires obedience to God's word. It requires the obedience of a people who can put their own agendas aside and truly discern from God what he asks of us. What he asks of us in our homes, in our communities, in our work, in our places of recreation, in all the discourses of our lives. What does God ask? God asks Jesus' most important value, charity. God asks what he rewarded in Joseph, justice. God asks that what he rewarded in Mary, that we do what we say, that we don't just talk about it, but that we make it happen. And that takes the courage, the courage of saints, the courage of martyrs, for true Christmas to happen in our midst. So my brothers and sisters, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, with just a few days left until the church proclaims the Christmas mystery, examine your hearts and ask for the courage to bear Christ from your soul to the souls of those most in need. Thanks for joining us on the St. Marianne Cope Parish Podcast. If you have questions about St. Marianne Cope Parish, our locations, or any of our ministries, visit us online at stmarianncope.org.